check, check. Mic check. Presented by Empire on PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. We're back. We had a week off. Yeah, we did. Happy to be back. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Infab. Fly Racing designs its racewear to complement a rider's natural movements on the bike. No unnecessary distractions. Straightforward, no-nonsense function, fit, and style. Fly Racing products distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. 2015 Fly Stuff, out now on the website. Flyracing.com. Uh, 2015 Stuff. And, of course, NFAB, JGR, NFAB, Yamaha team with uh, Filthy Phil Nicoletti coming back this weekend in Unadillo along with Brayton and Grant. And uh, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB, proudly built in Houston, Texas. NFAB offers step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, and more to take your ride to the next level. To learn more about NFAB products, visit n-fab.com. Unadilla is on the horizon. Coming up this weekend, Unadilla, round uh, 10 of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships. Three left. Unadilla, Indiana, brand-new track in Indiana, and, of course, everyone's favorite, Utah. Coming in hot. Um, and we welcome you guys for listening to the show, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. David Villeman will be on in uh, shortly, a couple minutes, to offer up his take on the Nationals and Unadilla this weekend. And, uh, of course, Jason Wygant will be on later to join us as well. Talk a little bit about the series, what's going on, what's happening. We are going to give away to a lucky listener a Fly Moto Tour roller bag. It's not the ginormous one. It's not the small one. It's the right, the right medium one. And... Uh, just going to give away to a lucky listener, 702-586-7857. If you have a question or something to do, got a thought in your mind about the, the Nationals or, or anything else coming up, uh, let us know. Um, and, uh, of course, I'm Steve Mathis with me, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down. Very, very happy after a week off. The Tits Legend Tits, what's up? Hello, Steven. How are you? I'm good. Your guy, Dungy. You, you know, I he I is was, back in this. Yeah, he is back in this. I was about two years ago after uh, Alessi beat. Is this, this going to be long? Shortish. Okay, it's longer since you interrupted me. But well, okay. about two years ago, okay. I'm going. Two, okay, two I'm going, ago, where is this going? After Alessi beat Dungey Washugal at Washugal, yeah, I was going to start where Dungey uh, did not acknowledge the victory. Yes, yes. <laughs> sore loser. Um, I was going to start a campaign to get Washugal taken off of the list, burned to the ground, you know, just bulldoze the whole place. But I'm glad I didn't. Well, Dunge is <laughs> six and two there, lifetime. I know, but I'm just saying, it was just like, you can't pass on there. What's the big deal? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like the new split section that they added in there. That was really cool. Yeah, it was kind of neat. I, I, I think they've gone the wrong way in Washugal since I've been going. Uh, I don't like the everything they've gone with. They got rid of the checks on tabletop. 
changed a couple of things. Uh, I don't necessarily like what they've done, all the changes they've done, but it's still it's still a nice track. It's a it is tough to pass on, and your guy Dunge got in the lead early both times, so killed it. But look, hey, uh, we all watched the first moto when Tomac came from tenth uh, or so to second, and we're like, shit, if if Tomac gets a start in the next moto, Dunge is going to have his hands full. Well, Tomac got a start. And Dunge just walked away. I was a little worried. I'll see you later. Not going to lie. So what do you think is going to happen here? Do you still like your guy to 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 come keep coming on? Is it uh, Jeff Emig who says he'll take momentum over points lead? Yeah. I don't know if I completely agree with that. But um, after today, I will give you a better – or not today, after this weekend. Mm-hmm. once we Because of the weekend yeah. off, we'll see how that handled with Roxon. Yeah. Um, but – I'll I'll give you. Uh, it's no my, doubt, uh, Kenny Roxon. Kenny Roxon hasn't been the same guy since he went one one at Red Bud, three three at Washougal, and uh, just not 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 on it as much. And, and I mean, he's being honest in his interviews and stuff. He's not saying he's not making any excuses. He, he said it's a long year, and you know, I talked to his trainer Alden Baker a little bit, and Alden's like, "Hey, he's had a sore thumb. He's had some issues. These things happen." Where the Alden thought the weekend off was going to be, quote unquote, a great help. To us, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I hope we wouldn't say it would be a terrible thing, uh, but he said it would be a great help for them. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what Kenny can do. Do you buy into the the whole numb thumb thing that he was talking about? Like, really, yeah. is there that much to it? I'm sure his thumb was bothering him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it wasn't 100 percent for whatever was reason. Was it enough to knock you a minute off? The, well, that's the just it. The guy goes three three. I mean, right. The everyone, the other 36 guys that behind mm-hmm. him would love to have sure. sore thumbs like that. Yeah. You know, so I mean, the guy—he still rode well. He, he just didn't have anything for the top two guys. Considering what it's, he used to be doing, it's very, very yeah. big change. Yeah, no, and, and you know what? Um, um, Kenny didn't do great at Unadilla last year, but it is more of a uni- uh, European track. Tomac flies there. Dunge has never done that well at Unadilla. Dunge could be in some for some problems here. Uh, you'll remember uh, Clement DeSalle gave him a run. Justin Barsha was all over him uh, mm-hmm. and almost and beat him in one of the motos, I believe, when Barsha j- jumped on the 450. RV spanked him a couple years ago in, in 2011. It's not one of Dunge's best tracks. So maybe Kenny strikes back and grabs back the momentum. Um, I'll be glued to my seat. 702-586-7857. Let us know what you think. Uh, and, and in the process, maybe win a fly... Moto Tour uh, gear bag coming up with former uh, factory rider in the GPs and and in America, David Villeman, eleven uh, time AMA winner, won a bunch of nationals and uh, and a f- bunch of few nationals and a bunch of supercrosses. We're gonna talk to him about Marvin Muscan too. Marvin Muscan coming off a dominant Washougal. Just just see you later. One point seven seconds faster in practice than anybody, and both motos coming from uh, somewhat in the back to uh, just take off and win. Uh, you know, Washougal was Marvin Muscan's greatest uh, AMA race ride since he's been here. There's no doubt, even including Supercross, man. Marvin was great. And he's good at Unadilla. He's also very good at Unadilla. So we could be in for a uh, Marvin Muscan double. Uh, he could grab the win this weekend, too. If he does, I could, I could easily see it. I wouldn't be that surprised. And, uh, of course, my friend uh, Jason Thomas talking on and on about Christophe Porcel and Porcel's skills at Unadilla, which have been pretty good over the years. But uh, the way he's riding right now, I don't know, not so sure. But I would, I would not be surprised to see uh, Muscan on top of the box again. But let's talk to a guy that knows Marvin probably better than anybody over here. I've uh, been known him for a long time and, like I said, former factory rider. David Villeman, what's going on, DV? 
Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for coming on. Uh, 702-586-7857 if you have a question for the great David Villeman. So, DV, I was looking at the Racer X vault and perusing your Unadilla results. Are you ready? Not good. Seven six four six four five eight. Never made the podium. Surprising, but a couple of fourths. Uh, I think it was seven five the first year. It was horrible. I had to drive from <laughs> Chicago. To oh, that's Unadilla. right. It was that that year. And uh, actually, you know, I loved Unadilla, but I never did. I never podium there. Yeah. For some reason, um, no, like uh, I really like the the track. So tell me about riding Unadilla. Tell me about racing Unadilla. What? It's a different track uh, than a lot of the ones on the circuit. What? Wh- how, why is Muscan so good? Purcell so good? And some guys like Carmichael. Although I mean, Carmichael won there a lot, but some guys aren't. Uh, it's not their favorite tracks. What, what do you got to do to do? What do you have to be like to ride good there? Um, the track. The track has changed quite a bit since, uh, like maybe ten years or whatever. But um, it's weird because that track is it's never really like straight and like a 180 turn and straight again. It's kind of like um, sweeping all around the, the track, you know. And you have to find the flow. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you get in like too tight um, in turns, for example, uh, then you get out of the the turns too wide, and then yep. the next one you're screwed because you cannot really open your next turn. So mm-hmm. you have to anticipate a lot on that track and um and be really uh and be really um uh yeah the anticipation on the track is yep. really important and uh, and it's it's really slick too. So you have to find your lines where you have to have thorough control. Mm-hmm. And uh some of the guys um they go like two um, on the outside of the turns where it's like uh, they go in a in a soft mm-hmm. part of the track. Yep. And it's not really that good because you go long and then you kind of get stuck in the soft stuff. And uh, but I think the track came around a lot. And I think they made some uh, man-made jumps. You know, like uh, uh, it's a, a little more con- uh, contemporary now. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's it's still like. Amazing uh, race, yeah. The uh, the screw you. It's steeper than it looks into on TV. People have no idea unless they go over there and look over there and, and walk down there. It's a downhill. Yeah. It's fast downhill, and 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 you're right up hanging off the back. Yeah, that that turn is really really important for some reason. For some reason, and uh, you have to be uh, really careful about um, going. the The down part is not really important. Really, you have to go. Fast, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, you have to prep yourself going down the hill just to to do like a nice and smooth turn in the bottom, so you can go up. Mm-hmm. And the going up is sketchy. Second model, you have the sun in your eyes; you can't see there's ruts everywhere, mm-hmm. and uh, you kind of have to pre-jump that thing. You know, they, yeah. there's bumps pretty much everywhere, and you cannot. You have to jump like before the edge of the jump. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's an important uh, part of the track for sure. Yeah, you can see guys who uh, who can pre-jump and they just clear the lip, and then there's other guys that launch off the top and they lose some some time. You're right about that. Yeah, if you pre-jump, then you kind of like keep your momentum. Yeah. And uh, if you wait until the top of the jump to jump, there's always that little uh, hook, that hook thing, and then you go really high and you stop in the air and like it messes up your momentum all the way around. Mm-hmm. 
Um, hey, so would you be surprised if Muscan, who goes well at Unadilla, would you be surprised if he won again this weekend? I wouldn't. Uh, that's his type of track. Yeah. So I think he's, uh, uh, we've seen it with Sugar. It's really smart in, in, uh, is in, uh, with, uh, his line choices. Um, he keeps his momentum. Uh, obviously he has a great throw control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's pretty much opposite of, you know, the, the other guys, you know, like, let's say you take Tomac last year, you know, like on 250F, mm-hmm. and you see Mariah Redbutt, for example, it just pins it all the way around. He doesn't care where he goes on the track. And over there, it's not really important. Lines are not important. You have to go wide open and and go for it. Mm-hmm. And there's some tracks you cannot do that. And, uh, you know, 10 years ago, that's why, that, that's why like, Ricky had tough time. In Washugo, you know, dealer right. uh, against a guy like Wyndham. And, you know, like in the 250F, I, I said, like, a Tomac is more like a Carmichael, let's say, and the, and the Muscan is more like a Wyndham. Mm-hmm. So that's why on those tracks where it's kind of slick and you have to be smart in, in lines and be able to do some little insides and be creative with the track. And that's exactly what Marvin did in Washougal. I think that was uh, that was pretty amazing the way he rode. Yeah, um, he put everything together. Uh, his lines and his fitness was good, and his, um, the race uh, intelligence was also right. very very good. So um, yeah, I think um, he's, he has momentum now. Yeah, you know, I think it's um, uh, and he's getting confidence. I think it's going to be. Um, uh, you have to watch out for him for the last two races. Hey, getting back to switching gears to a 450 class a little bit, and I want to get back to 250s and Porcel and and the and the, the battle for the lead. But getting back to to uh, 450s, we've seen Kenny Roxon um, not be the same guy. You uh, raced at a high level for many many years. It was one week off. Does that would that help him? Would that would it, would just one weekend off maybe recharge him and get him? you know, back up on top where he was for so many motos. Do you, do you think it matters, or, or are we looking at Kenny just hanging on here? I, I think it would help, obviously. Um, I think we had a weekend off not long ago, um, and it didn't really help him, or I don't know what they do. I don't know the training uh, regiment. Uh, but it looks like he's, he's uh, burned out. You know, like tired uh, physically, mentally, mm-hmm. and uh, you see at the uh, at the on the podium, he says he wants to win and wants to be there, but it seems like he doesn't even believe himself when he says it. You know, like he, he feels like he's he's I don't know tired and almost like gave up. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, um, I know the feeling because I've been there. You know, <laughs> it's a, it's tough the first season when. Uh, you do like all the supercross races and it's 29 races in, you know what, 35 or 34 weekends. Yeah. It's really, really, um, it's difficult. It's, it's tough. I think not uh, many people like for the European guys, mm-hmm. they don't understand how hard it is to do this, you know? And, and, uh, I really didn't know it when I first came here. But I found out the first season, halfway through the Nationals, I was over it. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to ride anymore. Right. Uh, and uh, I was tired, and I was training hard, you know. Like I was bicycling like crazy. And mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's, it's um, they have to maybe, like, 
it's more recovery now, mm-hmm. you know, like just to get uh, to the race 100% and mm-hmm. ready to do 230-minute models. Right. And if you do too much during the week, uh, I don't think that, you know, I think it's, it's not that good, especially for a guy that's already fit, already ready, mm-hmm. fast. You know, you don't need to do too much. You just need to show up at the race and be, you know, right. ready to go. David Villeman on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show, flyracing.com, 2015 stuff, still available. Looking to give away a Fly Moto Tour roller bag to a random caller, 702-586-7857. Okay, DV, back to 250s here. Martin's got a 43-point lead with, with uh, six motos left. I think he wins it. Do you agree? Hello? Yeah, do you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I okay. got cut off for some reason. Oh. Somebody told me. Uh, Martin's got a 43-point lead with three with six motos to go. He wins this, right? There's, he shouldn't worry. Yeah, I think it's fine, yeah. Right, okay. Sure. But with if he had to worry, he's 43 up on Cooper Webb. He's 54 up on Blake Baggett. Who's going to give him more of a run, Baggett or, or Webb, through the last six motos? It's tough to say. I think it's like it's either one or the other. Or it seems like they they cannot be there uh, every time. You know, like something happened to Baggett, his bike, or it crashes, or mm-hmm. it stops. Suck. They've been sucking for years, you know, it stops. <laughs> right. And... Uh, uh, and Cooper the same way. It's either he wins or he gets six or seven. You know, like uh, it's tough for those two guys to be very consistent. Um, and um, and in that class and at this level, I think starts are. I don't like to say starts are important because I don't think they are really. If you're good and better, uh, you know, I've seen McGrath in Supercross. I've seen Carmichael outdoors, even Vitopoto. If if you're good. Even if you start 10th or 12th, mm-hmm. you're going to be in front. Right. You know, like, I've seen Ricky start, you know, mid-pack and after three laps to be in front. Yeah. You know, like, I think the starts, like, uh, uh, the excuse of the start is for the guys that are not very good. You know, like, mm-hmm. just like top five or a guy that barely makes the top five, yes, if you start 15th, he doesn't, you know what I mean? But if right. you're good enough and... You you can pass people, mm-hmm. um, you can come up, and um, uh, yeah, I think it's it comes down for those guys to to start like in the top five, and uh, I hate to say it, but I think that's really important for Blake and for Cooper to be yeah. uh, right there in the mix right away. All right, let's switch gears to another French rider. Uh, I can't figure out if Porcel's return has been successful or not. I think it has. Look, he hasn't raced for a year and a half. He's six in the points. He's got, a, a, I think, six podiums or something. So that's all good. But then when you look at the, the hole shots, the number of laps led, the fastest qualifying Oakley bombs, maybe he should be doing better than six in the points. I, has this been a success for Christophe Purcell coming back uh, to America to, to the 250 class? Um, it's tough to say because if I say what I think, people say I'm I'm unbiased because I don't like the guy and we have history in the model concept thing, and and really I don't I don't really care. You know that was three four years ago, right. and and um, but yeah, I think I'm disappointed because 
he was on pole like most of the races, mm-hmm. and he also shot both models every time. And it seems like he, we got a um, kind of like a Mike Alessi syndrome. Like he doesn't pass anyone, you know, or maybe mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning of the year he he, he did not start that good like Glenn Helen, and he passed a few guys, but. Since a few races, like it seems like they all shot and get passed and just finish wherever. And, and it was Shugo, second motor. I don't know what happened. It's time front. And no, I don't know either. Yeah, it wasn't good. 15, yeah, you know. And and it's obvious. I think it's uh, there's a problem with fitness. And at this at this point of uh, and uh, at this level, you need to be fit. You need to be able to ride hard for thirty minutes. And mm-hmm. I've talked about it and talked about it. Um, he, he has everything. He has the start and the speed. And pretty much the easiest thing to to get is to be fit because you, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be talented to train. You know, right, you don't have to right, do right. anything. You know, so um, and that's kind of like um, yeah, that's disappointing in that point of view because when you all shot every moto and and you. Uh, the fastest most of the time you shouldn't get sick. you shouldn't be six in the championship yeah my, see, see that's what i'm getting my, at yeah his 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 comeback's been okay but then when you look at like he's been better he's been the best rider in far starts and qualifying times and so he should maybe have more podiums than what he has you know but um yeah it's one of those things let's take some calls um calls i want to call I want kyle. To call. kyle you there yeah, man. What's up? Hey, so so here's my um. I, I want to tell tell everyone why they should buy Flyware instead of Fox. Okay. All right. Have you ever noticed that the 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 uh, Fox head? It's just a big pentagram. So that's why you should buy Fly. Oh, of Fox, stop it! Fly is just satanic brand. Oh, stop it, Kyle. Anything else? No, really, really. I'm just calling in. Hey, like the show. Um, Thank you. Listen to it, the podcast, pretty much daily when I do my uh, just on my bike in the evenings, and uh, so definitely appreciate the show. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. So thanks, thanks, Kyle. Uh, Tanner, you got a question about Ryan Dungey? Yeah. Uh, first off, do you guys agree that Dungey kind of excels in the ruts? What do you think, DV? Um, I never really asked myself a question. Really. <laughs> You don't ever ask yourself a question? No, I do not ask myself the question of Denji being good in the ruts. Yeah. He's a great writer, you know, he's a champion and and uh I think he's good on any surface, you know. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I'm I don't really know how to answer this question. All right. Tanner All right, well, you think he going is going in Indiana, like I went to the regional there and I feel like it's more of a Washugal type track, so mm-hmm. I don't know if he could get the start. It'd probably be good. But um, in Ken Roxon's position, do you feel like that he would think the team's against him at this point? No. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, he's leaving at the end of the year, but DeCoster has more integrity than that. And, you know, I mean, obviously I bet you deep down Roger would admit that he wants Dungy to win the title to have the number one plate at KTM, but he's not going to do anything to to hurt Ken or, or to, you know, anything like that. Do you agree, D.V.? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think you know they're gonna win the championship no matter what. So it doesn't matter who it is. I think they they have to let them fight for it now. Mm-hmm. You know, 
All right, Tanner. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Dave. Dave has a question for you, uh, David. Dave, what's your question for uh, David Villeman? Yeah, I got two quick questions. One, do you, is he going to think uh, Hurlings is going to make it to Mexico? And the other one is, what does he think about the French MX Donations team, the picking of it? Uh, as far as Hurlings, uh, it's going to be tough. He broke his femur in half, and the last race is two months from his uh, injury. So some people don't ride after they break a finger after two months. So we're talking about a female. Yeah, so right. I don't, a female. That's I, I don't. I don't really think so. And even if he comes back, um, they might have. Uh, maybe Tixie might have too many points ahead of him to actually catch up. Mm-hmm. If it's to salvage points, uh, you know, if it's there is a, you know, uh, if he can come back, uh, if he's still leading. And salvage points, maybe, but to gain points of those guys who are being hurt, I don't think so. And uh, what was the second one? There's nations. Yeah. Nation? yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, everybody in France is getting crazy about this. Uh, every year there is a story about this team. And I don't know. It's either uh, the French coach wants to be noticed and, and come out with crazy guys uh, and – I don't know. <laughs> who do you, you who have? Do you uh, you have Malvin that's doing good. Um, I really think like the MX2 class is better uh, in the US. Uh, other than I'm not putting Erlings in there, but I think the overall right. level, um, I think it's really uh, higher in the US because over there it's like 23 and under, and um, and I don't and and those guys are pretty much a minute. Behind every moto for mailing, so yeah. uh, who you, I would have pick picked like Marvin to ride, you know, like MX2, um, or if you don't. Want, and the French Federation is really cheap. You know, they don't want to <laughs> spend money to fly and and to ship stuff from from the US. So they wanted, they always want to keep like uh, Euro guys mm-hmm. on the, right. on the French team. Who who Tixier would... is the best. It was second in the championship and doesn't get picked, and he picked Ferrandez for the other ride. Right. And and there's also like if you want to get, um, I would have picked a different team altogether because Frosal is very unreliable. The guy is super fast, but crash every moto. Uh, he doesn't finish two motos in a row without crashing, and. Um, on a race like MX Nation, you have to be stay on your wheels and be reliable and be there. And I think Marvin on a 350 would have been actually a very good choice. All right. So who would you who would you have picked, DV? If you any out of uh, the three guys, who would you who would you pick? I would have picked. Uh, I think uh, Tixier, Marvin, and Poland. Poland. And uh, Marvin yeah. riding 350. Right. Not a bad team. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, it uh, it's definitely it, it does seem like you guys, the French guys, you guys do cause controversy almost every year with your selections. You know, it's not so. it's not we. It's it's the coach. Right. You know, it's only like I don't know who decides. Obviously, the the president of the French Federation has uh, something to say about it. Obviously, right. 
and, and the coach, and they come up. Last year, they put Charlie on a 415. Mm-hmm. He never raced a 415, <laughs> never took a start on a 415, and put him there like, oh, let's go race against Dungey and Borsha. I'm like, <laughs> right. that's ridiculous. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird. But like you said, if they keep doing this type of stuff, you'll still remain the la- on the last team, not the last French team to win the Motocross Nations. You'll be yeah. There. yeah. You know what? I'm 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 <laughs> laughing. I'm 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 cool. You know, if I'm the only you know mm-hmm. the only one of the member of the only team winning the, the nation from France, I don't I don't care if they don't win ever again. <laughs> right, you know? right. You'll so, be you'll be the guy that because that, yeah. Because they're trying every year not to win. That's what they're trying to do. But you won when there was no Team USA. So. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't say no. You know, I know. I know, DV. 30 years from now, (laughs) or like, let's say, when we all be dead, you know, like, we'll still be there on uh, 2001 Friends. I'm going to go, I'm going to go on Wikipedia right now and modify it. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, DV, uh, 450 class, if you're RCH, and we hear we hear Weston Pike maybe going to JGR for next year, but if you're RCH, who do you put on that sc- spot next to Roxon? You have Will Hahn, you have the injured Brock Tickle, you have Pike still maybe, if that deal's not done. Who do you pick? Uh, I think I'll, I'll keep Tickle. I yep. Tickle. Yeah, I think Tickle was actually doing Good uh, before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his Supercross season was decent. Uh, showed some great rides and good speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see, you know, and Will Hahn, it's, it's the same. Like, he gets hurt a lot. You know, like, always, you know, he never really finished the season in a, in a while. And, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. I don't think Western Pike, I think there's a big brother back about Western Pike, but I don't think it's um, that good, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I think a tickle is better than Western Pike, in my opinion. Yep. And I don't think Western Pike, I think we talked about it in my last poem, about, you know, Western did not even match his best result of 2013 mm-hmm. in the Nationals. Yeah. This year. Right, right. So, uh, I don't know. I, and it's tough because um, you want somebody that's actually going to get along well with uh, Roxanne, I think. That's mm-hmm. uh, really important. So, you know, Roxanne might have something to say. You know, like Maybe, he, yeah. He's biggest teammate, too. You know, I think that's important. Like, just like Villopoto, you, you know, he had to say about who was in the truck. You know, I think... Um, and like we talked about on the podcast yesterday on the the, the Yamaha Super Team, mm-hmm. you have you have to have a rider that get along. If not, it's it's a it's a nightmare. So right, yeah, that was we'll uh, where they come up. that was a good podcast. Thank you for doing it, Chad Reed, Tim Ferry, and uh, and you, DV, doing that podcast. It's gotten great re- reviews, and people people dig the memories behind it. So thank you for doing it. No worries. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Um, Interesting to uh, always get your thoughts. I know you'll be watching Unadilla. You'll be watching all of them because that's that's what you do. Um, and uh, appreciate uh, all the info, man. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, be, uh, it's cool. I like the East Coast because um, I don't have to wait until the afternoon, and right. I can still do something in the afternoon. Yeah, you're still good to go. Well, try try being <laughs> on the East Coast and getting up at uh, at three in the morning West Coast time when you got to go to the track. It sucks. I, actually, I was. Uh, 
I was looking at coming to Indiana since I've never been there. Mm-hmm. And I looked at flights like last week and it was like 700 bucks for the flight. I'm like, ah, I'll watch it on TV. <laughs> same old, same old DV. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks very much. Okay. Have a good one. All right. See ya. The great David Villeman on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB Fly Racing. They make much more than gear, people. I know we've been talking about the 2015 stuff, but uh, they got they got a full range of bike stands, ramps, tie-downs, bars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com uh, to visit, view their full range of their hard parts, which are killing it right now. And, of course, the JGR NFAB Toyota team. Uh, light up the night with NFAB light mounting solutions. To learn more, visit n-fab.com. We're still looking to give away the uh, Fly Moto Tour roller bag, and we're going to come up with our... Uh, our next guest, Jason Wygant of RacerX. Let's get let's get let's get to some phones before we bring uh, Weej on here. Jay has a question. Jay, what's up? Welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Uh, nice to finally meet you there at Bud's Creek a few weeks back. Oh yeah, thanks, man. Hey, uh, quick question for you. What uh, what title holds more weight in your mind? Uh, a Loretta Lynn title or any one of your four Manitoba titles? Oh man. Um, funny story. I qualified for Loretta's in '88. In the 80 class, I rode the first race. I don't know if it's a regional area. I forget that. I get it mixed up, which was, which is first. But um, I rode the first one in Elko, Minnesota, and the second one was in Byron, Illinois. And uh, I never went never went up going. Because you know why? You know why, uh, Jay? Because it interfered it's with the – Because it's hot as balls there always? No, because it interfered with my Manitoba uh, schedule, my Manitoba, my, my, my Manitoba championship <laughs> schedule. So that should tell you all you need to know about what's important. All right, I do have a serious question. Sure, now. go ahead, Jeff. All right, you're uh, you're one of the top riders coming out of work last week. You're making your debut at one of the earliest villa. Mm-hmm. What do you tell yourself all week to mentally prepare for this race? Um, I think what you're trying to do is just really like just just survive. Just don't do anything dumb. You know what I mean? Like you don't know that the, the, everybody who jumps into the class always says how incredibly aggressive uh everybody is you know and everybody is their their number one guy that gave them trouble at loretta's or or or, or their big amateur races there well there's 20 of those guys so i think what you're telling yourself is just like don't freak out and just ride your own race and be sure not to cartwheel you know what i mean don't hurt yourself don't do it's the start of your pro career and nobody's going to remember these results you know down the road so just just you know calm down a little bit i think I think that would be what what they should tell each other. So, all right, all right, thanks. Sounds good. I uh, hope I see you guys this weekend and uh, tell we keep spraying the pump. I'll do that, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, uh, Carlos, what's going on, Carlos? Oh, hey, Steve. What's up? I I was just uh, calling because I don't know if you've been on Vital today, but Guy B started a pretty cryptic and provocative thread about drug testing, and I know that he'd rather commit that coup than say anything controversial ever. So I don't know if you've heard any rumors about that, but it seemed pretty interesting. Uh, no, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen seen it. Um, there was the Martin and Webb thing that was a few weeks old that everybody was talking about, and it proved to be false. So, uh, But then again, Guy B's, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's pretty plugged in, so maybe there's something to that. I don't know. The whole... Maybe he's still talking about Stewart. Maybe something about Stewart and his penalty, which we don't really know what's going on with that. You know, so oh, okay. maybe yeah, Stewart, maybe, maybe Stewart's penalty is coming down the pike. I don't know, man. I, I don't know anything about it. It sucks that we're. I think it's going to take two or three years of this drug testing before 
our fans and the media and the people in the pits too, not just not just fans and media, but also trainers and riders in the pits to stop this sort of, you know, rampant witch hunt before we figure out anybody who actually tests positive. It's it sucks for the for, for, the for sure. I'm just asking because he would like never usually say anything. Like no, ever, he, unless he's pretty you know. plugged in. He 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 might know yeah. something, but I, I've not heard anything unless he's talking about Stewart's penalty. Uh, and I heard the Webb and Martin thing, but that's all. All been false, so I don't know. Okay. All right, All right. just checking it. No worries. Thank you. Uh, let's welcome in our next guest. Uh, he runs RacerX Online. Uh, he's also the voice of American Motocross, and we have yet to come up with the word of the day for this weekend, so maybe we can do that. Wygant, what's up? Are we still doing word of the day? Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't we? All right, I'm all for it. I yeah. think it's um, much like this PED thing, man. I think it's gone too far. It's become too controversial. It was supposed to be fun. Yeah. And now I think I'm an actual like bloodthirsty challenge on both sides. <laughs> me to defeat you and you to defeat me. Right. Well, it was supposed to be cool. Yeah. Well, it was, but then you you sort of started that. Um, Whatever, dude. Because you threw it in our faces. It was so like easy for you to do. You just threw it in our faces, like when Reed got the whole shot. You know. I will say it again. <laughs> Who knew if Chad Reed was going to be a factor in that race for more than that first lap? I, just, I had no choice. I just felt I like you were... couldn't wait for the 15-minute mark. He could have been intense again. Well, all of us felt like you were mocking us. So that's why we should Chad needs to step it up. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, hey, no. Uh, oh, do you no. know anything more about Stu, the last caller, talking about a, another rumored drug test? I feel dirty just to No, no, I did stuff. hear that call, but uh, I know what he's saying. Like I, uh, I had seen that there was a cryptic uh, thing on there, but but no one I know knows what that means. But I feel like uh, it's, it's bad timing here on a Thursday. Usually at the track you can get uh, much better info, but mm-hmm. right now it's like everybody's traveling. But I have to yeah. say, usually, uh, actually it was just, what was the last race we had? Wash Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Guy B and I kind of beat a path over to the door of the MX Force trailer um, just to get some answers. So usually it's like... I get a little update on Saturday of what's going on, but right. I definitely wouldn't know as of today. It's unfortunate that I we even know who's racing. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I would assume so. It's Thursday. I think we would know, but uh, it, well, it, it's unfortunate. Like two hours ago, my guy Aaron Hansel, who puts together the injury report, had not gotten an answer back from uh, the Suzuki people. Oh, oh, so maybe uh, maybe he's still out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I said, hey, um, if it's the end of the day, if it's five Eastern, and we still don't know. We're just gonna have to put. We reach down. They didn't comment. I mean, that's on them. Yeah. Um, if they don't, if they do, then obviously yeah. good for them. But yeah, of course, if they don't, I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We need to come up with a word of the day. By the way, people, uh, Kyle Cunningham's back this weekend. Uh, Kyle Chisholm's back in too. Chis is going to race the Canadian National, uh, the American National Unadilla on Saturday, and drive up to the Canadian one on Sunday. So that's pretty gnarly. He's he's pulling the whole oh deal, Bobby so. Canary style. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 crazy. Um. Hey, uh, big news this week, and we touched on a little bit on our podcast earlier. Uh, RJ Hampshire, Luke Resland, and Chris Aldridge, three Loretta Lynn fast kids, making their pro debuts at Unadilla. Who does the best? Uh, I think all signs point to um, to Hampshire right now. Um, Rensland's obviously uh, – there was a motive there where Rensland definitely kept them honest. And Rensland's from – New Jersey, I mean, no one really rides Unadilla a lot, no matter where you're from, but right. you might be a little more familiar with that soil uh, situation. But, man, this is the history of that Amsoil factory connection, Geico, Honda, whatever you want to call them, team. 
they're just so solid. They're just so solid. It's like they just plug in another guy. Mm-hmm. Their pro debuts are almost always spectacular, whether it's Zach Bell finally getting the start in his first moto ever. Uh, remember Bogle almost led for a while and yeah. almost podiumed here in yeah. his debut? Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's autopilot. Like, whichever the next guy they have is, comes in and kills it right off the rip. Sometimes it takes a little while to get back to that level, but first race, Give me usually pretty pumped up. Give me a range where you think these guys just finish. Like, what's RJ's range? Do you do you feel? I'm going to put him top eight. Okay. Um, because I think it's top ten, uh, capable of top ten, and then I'm going to give him two positions for the general pumped up and <laughs> right. adrenalineness right. of it being his first race, and he'll probably pull really good starts, if not two straight up hole shots. Is adrenalineness a word? I don't even know. Yes, um, the adrenaline. Uh, Reslin- I've heard. I don't know if okay. you do. I've heard that he rides with Dean Wilson down at Chad Reed's house, and they say for 20 minutes or so he runs Dean's pace. The 30 minute motor usually Dean's able to pull away a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean, I mean, for Dean's uh, standards, it hasn't been a great summer, but he's still top five, top six. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's no slouch if you're keeping up with him. Yeah, uh, and Reslin's uh, Reslin and Aldridge. What's their ranges? It's really hard for me to say because I really wasn't super blown away by what Aldridge did at Loretta's, but mm-hmm. everybody said that at the other race, he's been really good this year, but I wasn't at those to see. Like, I've seen him on video and stuff. So right, right. A little harder for me to say. So I'd say those guys, um, you know, within the top 20, maybe right. 10 to 20, how about that? Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's take some calls here. A couple guys have been hold for a while here. Uh, Lewis, you there? Yeah, what's up, Steve? What's up, man? Thanks for calling the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's your question about Davey Millsaps? Well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh, uh, what was your question about Davey Millsaps? Oh, I'm just wondering how pumped you are about the uh, Millsaps finally releasing them not on KTM's anymore. Yeah, it's isn't it amazing, Lewis, that he he was cleared to ride, so he he got healthy and he got released at the same time from his contract. It's incredible. The timing was just yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I thought you'd like that. I mean, you know what? I wrote this in Racer X this week. I we don't know the whole story. We've all been lied to a few times wow. by Davey, by his team. I don't know what was going on. Obviously, he didn't like the KTM. Right. Obviously, awesome. he also had surgery though. For sure, he wasn't faking any surgeries or or faking being hurt. But I really don't know. Why well, can't I mean? I'm I'm mystified by all this. And but at, here it is though. It's all done. It's all complete. And he's going to ride the Monster Cup. For factory monster uh, Kawasaki, but uh, not only that, but now RV's going across overseas. That's two two new guys at the Monster Energy team. Well, I don't know if that deal's done yet about RV going there. Really? But no, but uh, I, mean, uh, I can't imagine that it is. But it might it might very much might happen from what I gather. But uh, I've been told it was off, and then it was on, and now I hear oh, it might I saw be it on Debo's Twitter. So what <laughs> he saw it. On... <laughs> Ouija saw it on Debo's Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's, official, that's as good man. as a contract. <laughs> yeah. Weege, what do you make about this Millsaps uh, mess? I don't know. I just, I think. No, not you, not you, Lewis. Not you, Lewis. No, Lewis, not you, Wygant. Oh, geez. Sorry. Wygant. What do you make of this? Wygant. I, I think you've kind of summed it up. Like, uh, obviously, there's something more to it. There's obviously more to this story. It just seems all too convenient the way it worked out. And there's no doubt he was really hurt. But as I said all year, it never appeared like there was a sense of urgency to get out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these are legitimate injuries. I mean, this is basically two knee injuries during this span and a foot injury, and foot injuries can be really bad, really complicated. 
But there was never a point where it seemed like it was like, dude, I'm sick of not racing. I got to get out there on that bike and I got to race. Mm-hmm. It almost seemed like this is working out perfectly for all sides involved. <laughs> I don't really want to race, and we, you guys are okay with that, and I'm hurt. The weird- I'm sure they're going to say that's ridiculous for me to say that, but the proof is in the not racing and the getting released early. The really weird thing was, okay, he had a choice between a Yamaha and a KTM. Davey did. Now, he, didn't, he was hurt, so he didn't get a lot of time to ride, but he picked the KTM. The team went with the KTM. The word on the street was that Davey said, I like this KTM. And then I know for a fact from talking to people that know him, he did not like the KTM anymore. So that's really weird to me. Like, do you like the bike or not? I mean, Roxton and Dungey are making it look awesome. And how bad can it be? So I'm not so I'm not so sure. Like, he doesn't like the bike is the reason why. Just a reason, but not the reason. So yeah, but uh, a little credibility to that is, you know, I even yesterday just happened to listen to your podcast with Lars, who's Chad Reed's mechanic, and. The story was actually very similar to Reed almost racing a KTM, right? Mm-hmm. First got on it, rode it for a few days, said, this is good, this is the direction we want to go, and then they worked on it a little bit more, a little bit more, tried it in Supercross. You know, they started working on the motor and started making it faster, and they were suddenly like, wait, 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 wait. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. So it's possible that, you know, at first glance it was the right decision. Yeah. Um, and I think for the team, it was the, the KTM deal was better than what Yamaha was able to offer. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that they were going to steer him. I mean, he has a choice, clearly, yeah. like you said. But, you know, maybe there were so many other factors involved yeah. that uh, um, the KTM thing seemed better at first. Lewis. I mean, Jason Anderson yeah. was pumped off. Yeah, Anderson loves it. Lewis, do you want to win a fly gear bag? Dude, I'd love that. What do, you, do you ride? What are you oh, going yeah. to put in this fly I'll gear bag? You're in the Michigan Mafia, bro. Oh, you're, you're a Mafia member. Oh, big mafia! You got got to love the mafia. Right around where you uh, landed on that kid, I hit that jump Sunday. Baja. Oh yeah. The tabletop with the left hander after it. Oh, love that one. That this, well, hey. I have to say, I've landed on someone too on that jump. So am I? 80s. Am I exaggerating when I say it was a pretty big jump and I was airing it out? It's a good size. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty. Uh, it's easy. The jumps don't really have lips, so you can just pretty much hit them wide open and just right. float over them. But, yeah, that's, that third one's it's pretty big. The kid shouldn't have been out there. He shouldn't have been out there. Yeah. You, that's, know? Uh, you tend to kind of drift over to the uh, the left on that jump, and if someone's there, you, you don't have much time to Poor kid. make a correction. Poor kid. All right. Hey, st- uh, stay on hold. Tits will get your information. Thanks, man. Cool, man. Thanks. All right. Lewis won the fly gear bag. Uh, I landed on a kid once at Baja Acres, Weege. Really? Yeah, it was it was big bike practice only, and he was out there on an eighty, and uh, he was on the other side of a tabletop, and he, I landed on him. So, like he landed it, or he was down? No, he was riding across the top of it. I aired it out, you know, because I have inc- incredible skill. I know, I know how you do it. Yeah, yeah, I aired it out. Kid was riding up on top of it, and he just drifted over while I'm in the air, and I just cleaned him. And then I ended up with like jacked up wrists and a jacked up. I my hip was so bad, I had to get it drained by the Astrid crew for like three weeks. Because it would just fill up with blood, and then the guy, the kid, someone with the kid said, "Hey, do you have a lawyer? Can I get your lawyer's info?" And I'm like, "I gotta go." Oh jeez, I gotta go. Oh jeez. Um. Yeah. All right. Hey. Okay. Back to uh, back to this race, uh, Unadilla. So hey, because I have traditionally been screwed over with Unadilla with my travel uh, almost every year. I it took me ah ten fifteen years, but I finally got smart. Um. Uh, I started going in a day a day early. So I leave tonight for the red eye. Wow. 
Uh, I get into Syracuse at uh, 9 or 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. And my question is, what goes on at the track on Friday? Like, should I come down? What's happening? Nope. Oh. No? Don't. Don't bother. It's terrible. (laughs) It's so dead. It's crazy dead. I don't know if any riders show up at all. Sometimes around 5 or 6 o'clock, you know, everybody's usually flying all day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes 5 or 6 o'clock, you will see some riders walking the track. I'm not sure at Unadilla it's going to be that popular because it's pretty far from the hotels, mm-hmm. pretty far from the airport, and it's a track everybody knows pretty well. I guarantee you in Indiana, everyone will be there on Friday. Right, right. Um, okay. But there's very little. I mean, you might get into two or three conversations. You want to talk to some mechanics. They're all there working. But uh, okay. there's a lot to do around that neck of the woods, man. There's, it up. Well, there is. You're right. My bad. Downtown Utica looks like downtown Baghdad. Uh, yeah, there's cool little downtowns, and then there's Cooperstown, which I think you went to already. I, went, right? I, did, I did it last year, so I don't think I'm going to do it again. Uh, maybe. maybe you're out of options. But, <laughs> maybe um, I'm out of options. That's it. That's the only there, two things. That's it. There isn't much of the track going on on Fridays. That's why, if people remember, we used to have the Racer X Motocross show, which was a preview show, mm-hmm. and I just said, we have to stop doing this. All we're doing is saying, look at how dead it is. Check it out. Nobody's here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Davey wanted the college game day style with, with nobody. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. We you know when they said Saturday practice, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, right. but once the Friday thing, and it took two or three years for everyone to realize there's no point in coming to the track. Uh, there's no, there's no reason to go. All right, uh, Josh, yeah. what's going on? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, what's going on? Good. What's uh, what's your question? Hey, I got, <laughs> got a question for Weech. Okay. Yep. How freaking sick of saying. Call Geico for 15 minutes or less could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Do you get of saying that shit every week? Is that not the worst thing uh, you have to remember? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what scale are we talking here? It's, it's, it's 11 on a 1 to 10. It's, uh, it's a tough one. But I'll tell you what. I have to give them credit. There's not a person watching this show that doesn't, you know, remember it, know it's coming. When they hear it, say, oh, yeah, there it is. Like, it's so <laughs> annoying that you can't help but know it. Look, you said it yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I memorized it because uh, it's like you watch the clock and as soon as it gets down there, it's like, here it comes. Well, that's a good point. They won. Geico won because, uh, Josh, you're, you're saying it and uh, I know it. And, yeah, so. Um, All right, well, one more thing. Sure. Steve, uh, how'd you piss Barsha off today? I saw on Twitter. Um, yeah, I wrote about, well, why can't, why can't, uh, really set us all up for that one. Why again? What's the number one rule? And when you talk about silly season stuff, what's the number just one rule? Don't. Just don't. Exactly. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't. Um, yeah. I, I didn't. It's I didn't. Sadly, what everyone wants to hear about most, but it is what we catch the most crap from. I, I mean, it has been a disaster for me, Matheson, JT this week. Disaster. <laughs> Complete. We got blown out by so many people. Josh, all three people I wrote about. Uh, are not pumped uh, with, with me. <laughs> are not pumped with me right now. But no, you know what? I talked to Barsha. We were texting after that. It was a misunderstanding. He thought I wrote that he was jumping ship for money when I wrote in there that guys like him, they leave because of the bike or the money. Justin forgot the or part. Okay. Because then I explained how it was the bike and not the money. And Justin seemed to say, why did you say I, I jumped for money? And I'm like, I didn't. So, you know, just another classic misunderstanding. I think we're all good, though. He said, uh, let's hash it out next time I see you or something. We're joking about it. But, uh, but he, yeah, it, it's like why can't right say it. It's like one of those things. You just don't do it. But, yeah, we have to. So, thanks, man.
cool. Yeah, just 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 stay away from it, and we you know we could just be one of those publications that just writes nothing but great things, and just and then when we see Millsaps released uh, from his injury and he shows up on a Cowie, we can be like, oh my God, Millsaps is on Cowie. Check it out, everybody. Right? Yeah, we could probably tweet him and say, hey, at Davey Millsaps 18, good luck, bro. Good luck, bro. We've always been there for you. We've always been there for you. Uh, we, we love the uh, green bike. We look great in green or whatever. Yeah, you're yeah. going to kill it next year. You know, here's the thing. Um, I, the whole sports world is starting to go in this direction. You know, there's more excitement over LeBron James going to a new team than there was for any particular actual NBA game. And I guarantee you, you survey any of the, you could ask any of the people who called this. Okay, next caller, you can ask them this question. Okay. Would you rather know who wins at Unidilla? If you had a choice, you could only get five minutes of information this weekend. You could not know who wins Unidilla, but you could find out the future of James Stewart and Ryan Villapoto. Mm, okay. Let's, uh... Which would you rather have? And I guarantee you, every fan would be like, ah, I've seen tons of races. Hey, I'll get the Unidilla results. Hey Grant, with those two. hey, Grant. The off-season, silly season type yep. rumor gossip drama is what people really want to know about. Grant, welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? So, okay, what do you want? If you could only know one piece of inf- information, like Wygant said, what, which information? Oh, dude, I mean, you got to go with the gossip, right? I mean, that's, that's the Boom. shit everybody wants to know. Right. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So it's uh, it's one of those things, man. I, I don't know. There's a price, I guess, to uh, to uh, pay for trying to cover this sport like a uh, a real sport, and that's the trouble. It's not a real sport sometimes. But anyways, Grant, what is your question? All right. I just wanted to kind of, what you guys were talking about, Davey Millsaps and the Rockstar team and the split mm-hmm. there, but kind of got me thinking about the butterfly effect that uh, Davey Millsaps had on that team. I mean, he had a hand in picking that KTM over the Yamaha. Jason Anderson does well on that KTM, and ipso facto, now they have factory Husky support. So, I mean, in essence, Davey Millsaps didn't really temp him out. He kind of helped him get factory Husky support. So that was kind of my take on the butterfly mm-hmm. effect of, you know, his decision there. Not a bad point. Weege? Well, I think in general the reason the team's probably not super mad at him for not even racing and all this is because there's no doubt his good Supercross season last year put that team on the map, and that's why they have factory support. If we wouldn't even be having – they probably would have been like they were, which is a team that was riding Suzuki's paying for them. If Belsons hadn't killed us last year in Supercross, that's what made this all happen. So they still, I feel, owe him yeah. in their minds, and I don't think they're that mad, even though he didn't race for the entire year. Yeah, I agree. Um, if you really think about it, too, yeah, and also their success last year, I know the Suzuki guys were not pumped on a feature story I did where I wrote about how little support they got from Suzuki. And Dave Gowan and Bobby Hewitt, the owner, made sure that everybody knew that they really weren't getting a lot of help from Suzuki, which was true, but Suzuki did not appreciate that. So it was it was one of those things, man. It may, it, may, it definitely brought some shone, shine. The, Davey's success shine the light on them, and it wasn't always great. So, um, thanks, Grant. No problem, guys. Good point. Thank you. Good point. Yeah. So, maybe Bobby Hewitt should be happy with Davey. I don't know. Well, I think. I mean, if we're saying it's some weird deal, like how did they not let him race? I think that's probably part of it. Like, hey, man, this guy hooked us up big time. We we really appreciate what he did, and we're not going to forget it six months later. Mm-hmm. So. Good for them. Uh, something further talking and wrapping this uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Uh, Filthy Phil is back riding the NFAB JGR Yamaha. Weege and, geez, Phil might be pretty good this weekend. He goes good at Unadilla. Well, he definitely should. I mean, you figure he's going to have a ton of people cheering him on. And, uh, again, Unadilla is not quite the home track special like 
Southwick or Millville or Washougal because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't get to ride there a lot. But I got to figure, again, you're just a little more familiar with maybe the soil at least, right? Do you think, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you think that comes, do you think that program comes back next year? Do you think JGR keeps Phil on as the fill in? Uh, they used them a lot this year. I don't. They probably used them in ten races. Do you think they do it again? You know, I actually don't think it comes down to JGR or Phil. A lot of this is orchestrated because he's got a couple of personal sponsors who are really good people and they want to help him, like you know Thomas from Infab and uh, um, Saint Lawrence Radiology. They want to put Phil in a good spot. They really like him. Understandable, he's a good dude. So I think if they're okay with it. I think JGR doesn't care either way, so they'll yep. do it. And I don't think, and I think Phil would like to do it again. Yeah. Okay. So, so that was my next question. Yeah. Do you think Phil would want to do it again? And talk, you talk to him a little bit more than I do. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember who on our crew it wasn't me. I think it was Chase Fowler or somebody that asked him uh, at Bud's Creek. Yeah. And he said absolutely he'd do it again. Hmm. Okay. You know, it, obviously, the, the great alternative would be have that kind of program every round. He'd take that, but he wouldn't mind doing it half the time again, having the good biking team when he does race. Would you be surprised to see Muscan uh, winning again? No, not at all. No. Not at all. Uh, you know, this is a pivotal race because I feel like this is not one of Dungey's best tracks, and Unadilla usually favors the Euros, so you would think maybe it helps Rossman a little bit. Told you, Tiss. I mean, all signs right now are pointing to Dungey just rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. But he's got to get through this one. Unadilla has never really been awesome for him. No, it hasn't been. So No. Uh, so do you think Roxon the week off helps Kenny and he, he maybe gets this uh, train back rolling again? I mean, even if Dungey's the better guy right now, he still is going to have to pretty much gain points every weekend. Mm-hmm. Even if they only go even this weekend, then you're 14 points with four motos starting to get tough. I mean, do you remember that year Gasol came over and almost beat Dungey on this track? Told you, Tits. Yeah, I to- I, we brought this up at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And Barsha, what about when Barsha, first race out, He's all over Dungey and uh, crashes, but he's giving Ryan Dungey all he can handle. Yeah, yeah, and then, the, you know, Purcell battling Dungey in the 250s, like, it just wasn't Dungey's track, and that's understandable. You know, some are going to be better than others, but that makes this tough on him. He can't, he can't lose any ground. You know, even if he loses two points this weekend, mm-hmm. that's going to help Kenny a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's not a lot of room for error either way. Um, One other guy for me to bring up for you. Zachy Poo's back. Yes, yes. Zach Osborne is back. That's yep. exciting. Um, yes, it is. Um, five to ten, right? Don't you figure? He's not going to come in right away and run that pace. Yeah, I think it'd be tough to expect anybody to come in and, and win right off the rip, but yeah. I expect him to be good. Right. I think people forget a little bit about Zachy Poo. Oh, for sure. You know? Afterwards, I think he really was going to do something. Like, it really make it really be a factor. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Literally, we never got to see it at all. Hey, I had Villeman on earlier, the, the great David Villeman. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about Purcell. And to wrap this show up, let's, let me ask you about Purcell. I wrote about this in my column as well. I feel like, oh, by the way, Observations column, the one of the number one read. Read more than Redux. Read more than uh, Breakdown on RaceRx Online, everybody. Yes. Uh, um, I feel like with his number of Oakley bombs, the number of laps led, and the number of hole shots, he should be doing better than what he is, but yet he's sixth in the points after taking a year and a half off. So are we disappointed or are we content with his comeback? How's it been? I feel honestly, and maybe it's unfair to him, 
But I feel like if all things were going right, like he didn't hate the team or bike and he wasn't injured and he made it to all the races and mm-hmm. he seemed to be enjoying it, which he is, mm-hmm. I, if you tell me all those things are going to go right, then I would say, well, he'll do better than six. He'll win some races and he'll be in the thick of it. I don't know if he'll win the title, but he'll be really good. So I almost feel like, I feel like it's almost a disappointment. Maybe that's unfair to say for a guy who's barely raced in a couple of years. But then you look at like he's led the laps and he's he's whole shot and he's put himself in position to get many more podiums than what he has. But so there's yeah. that part, you know? I don't know. It's a catch-22. You have that kind of speed and starts. Yeah. Hard to not put it together. And he, he says the bike is good and stuff. He's getting used to it still. But right. you know what, though? You have to judge Purcell on a weirdo standard. He's just so different than the other dudes. Yeah. Like, who knows, man? Maybe he just doesn't feel comfortable yet or safe, and then he does this again next year, and he just absolutely demolishes everybody. You never know. Do you think he comes back? This, he told me that he's really enjoying himself. Oh, okay. And I think that, that says everything for him. Right. Half the time, it seemed like he wasn't even when he was doing well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. He, he can't ride 250 Supercross, but so he needs a 450 indoor ride for next year if he's going to do a whole season. I think, actually, that that's slowed up some of the other Yamaha moves uh, for next year, mm-hmm. kind of seeing where this is going to go. Yeah, like, what do you want to do? How, where can we put you? Do you want to ride for these guys? That type of stuff. Yeah, well, I know, like, you know, people have been waiting to see who's going to have the second spot at JGR, and I think that a lot of the Yamaha money is held up because they're trying to figure out what to do with this guy. I heard Pike had it. I heard Pike uh, it's a pretty good shot. Well, it could be the case now. Yeah. It could be the case now. Right, right. But, I mean... Two or three months ago, I think they were like, mm-hmm. Yamaha was like, this is in, in this is on hold on our side. Yeah. We've got to see how the Purcell thing plans, pans right. out. So maybe now by August, they've got it. All right. We I did hear that Yamaha well, likes Pike. I did hear that. Yeah. No, they do. They like Pike. But Pike doesn't care. He's a nihilist. He doesn't care no, that they does. like him. He doesn't like anybody. Right. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I know you were stressed today about being able to make it, so I appreciate the effort you put into uh, to come on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Always, always fun. All good, man. Thank you. All right, see you. Right, see ya. Uh, so yeah, I won't be. Uh, looks like I won't be going to the track on Friday, everybody. Uh, I'll be uh, sitting in downtown Utica, which is a thriving metropolis full of boarded-up shops. Yeah, Utica. If you live in Utica, I'm really sorry. If you live in the downtown area of Utica, I'm really sorry. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, all right, hey, uh, Tits, uh, thank you for coming in. Yep, no problem. Three more shows. Left yeah. for the year. We're going to do a wrap-up after the final right. um, uh, race at Utah. And uh, Fly Racing, Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. We thank everybody for listening. Fly Racing, 2015 stuff out now. And they designed their race wear to complement our riders. Natural movements on the bike. No unnecessary distraction. Straightforward. No unnecessary function in style. Flyracing.com. NFAB, uh, N-Fab.com. Use the contact form on Pulp MX if you want a discount from NFAB. We can hook you up. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, they've got it. And uh, to learn more about them, go to their website. Probably made in the USA. Thanks to Villaman. Thanks to Wygant. Thanks to the callers. Somebody want to fly Josh? Josh? Something like that. All right. We got to go. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.